do you really think you can pull the kids with oh, one arm yeah, behind dude. your back? Yes. Unless, oh, okay. Blindfolded too. Maybe yeah. not. And blindfolded. Not, maybe not with Leo and the show. And those, hey, and dude, you were talking about the game like excuses. two minutes ago. No, no, you know what? You know what? You're that? right. You're right. No, I can whoop them all. I might have to use two hands against some of those kids, but you won't. Whoop them you all, won't use one hand. Against all of them? You won't do it? I don't think you can. Just a tug of war, I'm one arm. <laughs> My arm just gets pulled out of socket. Yeah, oh, dude. No. Yeah, dude. <laughs> okay, we're here again. This is take two. Carney Combat's Combat on the Couch, produced by Ugly Franco Productions, LLC. This is a coach pod. This is the second squad pod that we've done. Everybody say hi. Hello. Hi. What's hi. Up? Who are we? This is Coach Jose Hernandez. Uh, I'm Coach Richard. That means you go. Oh, we got the whole Weaver couch over here. Justin. I'm Alex. Coach Chels. Coach Rachel. Very good. Everyone has announced themselves. Everyone is present for class, and only I was late. And Justin. So... Well, dude, I'll see before we started. I didn't want to <laughs> right away, guys. Not you can under tell the bus. how it's gonna go. A minute in, and he's already just—it's like this. And we'd expect nothing less from him. Okay. Now we've got a table full of fruit, and we've got a people full of stories. So let's get him out of you. Okay, we've got a new person though here. You're like the newest person to like Carney. When did you move to Carney? Give us the full story. Everything. Have you ever been on a podcast before? I was on a pop podcast called Whiskey Babble, and they babble and drink whiskey. <laughs> you drink whiskey? No, I just Ooh. talked about yoga and answered the question. You can't they be on drink a, whiskey. You can't be on a Whiskey Babble bo- podcast and not drink whiskey. That doesn't make any sense. In someone's garage, and it was like 100 degrees, and I was melting. <laughs> but it was filmed, too, and it was live, so you had to like... Were you doing a yoga? Lot, a, when the camera's it? there, what? it's a Were lot. Were you doing yoga during it? No. Oh. We were talking about yoga and talking about all the drama. But I moved to Kearney July 31st, officially. So I came here twice before, once for the job interview at UNK, and then once in May to find a place to live before I actually moved here July 31st. Grew up, born and raised, Orange County, California, right near Disneyland. But I also lived in Massachusetts for seven years because I did my undergrad in Massachusetts. So this is not my first time in a cold-weather state. Oh, is that what everybody is that what everybody asks? Yeah, you? yeah. People always ask. Are you scared of the cold? Wait, wait, how are you going to do the winter? Yeah, but the snow is worse in the Northeast. I bet it's way worse. Way yeah, worse. That's what people say. The wind is worse here, but the snow is worse in the Northeast. Ah, that's what she notices. The Northeast, as I heard, is really very bad. accurate. Yeah, it's bad. Like days, we had snow days where you couldn't even get outside your house or your building because the snow was piled up so high, and then you have to wait for the people to come and plow it and. And then you slip on black ice and hit your head on the concrete. I did that. And one time oh. I slipped getting out of the car, so I did a split. So it's a good thing I was flexible. Mm, so you got made fun of, you got bullied, and then you were like, jujitsu, I have to choke them out. They're so mean to me. <laughs> no, not no? like No, that. okay, no. No, that's not the story. That's not that's the story. That's quite the story of how I got into jujitsu. <laughs> All right, so how'd you get into jujitsu? So I used to teach yoga and also personal training. So two of my personal training clients, they were into all sorts of martial arts like JKD and Kali and Filipino martial arts. And so they went to a gym that had everything, MMA, 
uh, Muay Thai, Jiu Jitsu, kickboxing, and they knew I liked to try different types of workouts. So I went there just to try the kickboxing class, just hitting bag. And I did that for about six months. But I would always watch the martial arts classes while I was waiting because it was three different rooms, the building. So they had three different classes going on at the same time. And so then I got curious. So at that gym, they had Muay Thai foundations and MMA foundations. So I took both of those. And then once you graduate from foundations, you can do any martial arts. So I tried all the martial arts classes. I did Muay Thai for about two years. And I did MMA while I was there for three years and jujitsu. But slowly I started, jujitsu started taking over because it became my favorite. And I stopped doing the other ones. And now I just do jujitsu all day, every day. Favorite thing. Do you like to try new things? Are you a person that tries new things all the time? Yeah, I used to be a competitive figure skater. So prior to getting into martial arts. Why don't you uh, up your resume a little bit, huh? I like to be challenged. Pretty boring lady over here. (laughs) I like to win. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. We like that here. We like that here. Maybe that's why your son and I get along. (laughs) She met Ronan on the first day on the mats, I think. And I'm like, yeah, go go wrestle with her. And she's like, what? She's like, no, I don't. But yeah, Ronan and I are cool now. <laughs> I met his wrestling coach today. He was in my jujitsu oh. class at UNK, one of the wrestling coaches. Oh, uh, yeah, Fox's boy. Yes. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jacob Fox. Yes, yeah. Jacob Fox. That was who I made be my partner. Dang. <laughs> you made him? Yeah, somehow he was bleeding, even though we didn't do sparring or live rounds. And then he took the blood and wiped it all over his white rash card because he said it made my picture look cooler. So. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> yeah, boy's on to something. So, yeah, dude, yeah, I'm just eating this peanut butter jelly sandwich and learning about you, so. Okay. Why are you in Kearney, Nebraska, though? Did you take a job opportunity and then just kind of wind up at the gym? So, I had honestly never heard of Kearney, Nebraska until Mm -hmm. about February of this year. I was at a sports law conference in Las Vegas, and one of the people who's on the board with me, she is the associate executive director. Her husband is actually, was also there, and I'm the student director on the board, And since I drove there, because at the time I lived from California, I was one of the only people who had a car and we needed a Target run because, you know, you always need things from Target. So I drove a couple of the other people who were at the conference to Target. And also, random fact, it snowed in Vegas on that day. It was so weird. It never snows in Vegas. Vegas, Yes. And I did not have the nice all-wheel drive car that I now have before I came to Kearney. So I was very concerned that I was going to crash the people in my car. But we made it to Target. But on the way to Target, Dr. (laughs) Scott Unruh was the one who was like, oh, you're almost done with your PhD. Nita, my wife, she needs good people. She's hiring right now. And he just talked and talked about Kearney, Nebraska for four days straight to me. Every time I saw him, then Nita would see me. She's like, is he talking to you again about Nebraska? I'm like, yes, he is. So then the last night of the conference, I applied for the job. And then I went up to her the next morning. I said, just so you know, I applied. She's like, I know. I already saw it. I already looked at it. Oh, my. (laughs) And I said, well, it's past the application deadline. She's like, that doesn't matter. It's open until it's filled, until we find the right person. So everything takes like a little while in academia. But a few weeks later, they called me. We did a Zoom interview. Then they called me literally five minutes after the Zoom interview ended. And they invited me to come out here two weeks later. They pay for you to come out here and do the in-person interview, which is basically like 48 hours nonstop of being interviewed by deans and a search committee. And then you have to guest teach a class at UNK. And then by the time I flew back to California, a few hours later, they called and offered me the job. Wow. And I took it. 
partly because Nita and Scott were amazing. But, you know, part of the in-person interview is them also selling me on Carney. And one yeah, of the things yeah, I told yeah, them was yeah. that I cannot move anywhere that does not have jujitsu. So Ooh. when we drove by, I got to see KCS. I didn't get to come in, but we did drive by and I poked and I was like, okay, we have jujitsu. It's okay that I can move here. <laughs> wow. It was that important. It is important. Yeah. No, I wouldn't go anywhere that doesn't have jujitsu really? because it's a big part of my life. And I think you have to have something that you do for fun. That's just for you. You know, a hobby, whatever it is, you cannot just work. Yeah, definitely. You yeah. work hard. Yes. When did when 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 they told you that the position is open until it's filled mm-hmm. because the right person has to come? How did that make you feel? That's an that's an interesting statement because sometimes deadlines are deadlines. How did that make you feel when they were like willing to be wiggly with you? Yeah, I mean, I felt good about it, but I, of course, I was a little bit unsure because it was my first time doing a job interview like that. It was a very intense process and. I hope to not have to do that again because yeah, it was very rough. stressful. And But I got a lot of advice from other people who've been through it before. There was another place that wanted to interview me, um, but I turned them down because I wanted to come here. Turn them down? Yeah. Also, that place has the highest Ooh. murder rate in the country. So my parents that? well, that were not comfortable with me going there. Where come was on. That? In Louisiana. Hammond, Louisiana. And also, wow. fun fact, they don't even have a Carney Combat Sports there. And they don't have... <laughs> yeah. That's a good <laughs> flipping point, dude. I Googled it to make sure. Good, oh yeah. I mean, clearly Smart. I ended up in the right place if I've already found a place to teach jiu-jitsu, so... Murder and no case. It's just a terrible combination. <laughs> Very good. Very good. You said a lot. You said a lot. I want to stop yeah. and think about it. Um, okay. What did she say? What were the other? What what did, what else did she say? What well, did I'm say? a brown belt, so not mm. only do I love jujitsu, but I've done it for almost eight years, and I got my brown belt right before I came here, so that was a big moment. And last weekend, I won the Kansas City Open, which was my first tournament at brown. Belt. Okay, hold it, dude. Okay. I got to brag. Don't a little. be braggy. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is all about the bragging. <laughs> <laughs> so you you won the tournament in Kansas City? Yeah. No way. Yes way. Okay. How many? Not all right. What are normal questions to ask about that? Like, so how many I, people I had were one there? Competitor. Okay. So okay. You know, wasn't a huge like wasn't Master Worlds or anything like that, but it was my first tournament since having ACL and meniscus surgery, which was just thirteen months ago. So Ooh. I got cleared right before I moved to Kearney to be training jujitsu. But um, let's wow. not tell my PT I was training jujitsu <laughs> slightly before then. But with you people, just did. Yeah. Well, this is not, a viral podcast. Listening. Oh. <laughs> You okay, know you never know. You never know. <laughs> That's all right because you know what I did. I was a good patient. I went to PT twice a week for months. I did the exercises at home every single day. And even when I got back into jujitsu, first I only did the warm up drills, and then I sat and watched the rest you of promise? the class. You I promise. You promise. Are you lying? Then I slowly lying? drilled with one partner because they said you can pick one partner you trust who's your size, who's the same belt, and you only drill with that person. Then you work right. up to another month later of slowly light rolling until you can go 100%. But they cleared me before I came here, and they said, you're free to compete once you're mentally ready. I don't know if I was mentally ready before Kansas City Open, but now I feel confident because of once, and my knee didn't bother me at all. Right. I was going to ask, how did it feel, though? Yeah, it didn't bother me. It felt totally fine. Nice. 
Uh, yeah, nice. so it was good to come out after having a long nice. break of competing and also my first one at Brown because before that I used to compete a lot. And, of course, you're going to win some and lose some. That's just how it is. You're, you're not going to win everything. But I think yeah. it keeps you motivated to have competitions. It keeps you training hard. It keeps you wanting to learn new things. And so that's why I do it, even though sometimes it can be terrifying and scary. I think it's good for everyone to compete in jiu-jitsu. Boom. Sounds exactly how Boom. I have all my injuries. Very extensively. That actually sounds the exact opposite way you hey, got man. the way you got injured. Because she actually took her time with the PT. For, first off, notice that she got surgery, then did B- PT. Well, yeah. See, then he's the, the way back into training. Have the surgery, so it's not necessary. You know <laughs> exactly. You just strengthen the injuries through re-injury. They cancel out. Uh, never happened. Yeah, I guess you're that's right. a male perspective. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, welcome to the podcast, and potentially, hopefully, I think, welcome to the family. You know what I'm talking Thank about? You. Welcome to the squad. All right. I already feel like I'm a part of the family, and I've been here less than two months. When you're coming in and you're being here and you're doing it this much, it's it's a fam. It's a little mm-hmm. bit of a fam. That well, you don't think, have to you don't have to care about because you're hitting them a lot though. Doing jujitsu, I feel like <laughs> you break through a lot of barriers really quick. You know, yeah. and you're personal. You're, you're hugging someone for <laughs> for an hour. You know, you get to know someone pretty pretty quickly. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you make friends fast. A lot of there was actually five people all new at UNK at the same time as me, and even some of the people who had been there a few years, they said to me, they're like, "Wow, you have friends already," and I was like. Yeah, I have friends and I have things to do and people I hang out with. I was like, but that's jujitsu. It like gives you those automatic friends because you're all up in people's personal space. You get to know each other pretty quick. Yeah. It's really the only friends I have. That's part of the reason that brought me, because I mean, I was doing MMA and stuff before, but I took, you know, like four years off after we had Ronan and uh, we were kind of growing stir crazy. Like we, we didn't, I had like a, a, one or two guys from work that I would occasionally hang out with. Like, I mean, like once every six months. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't – man, me and Megan probably would end up killing each other eventually, ending up on Snapped or whatever that show is. Cause, nice. Uh, we started coming back. Who, and, who would have killed who first? Yeah. It would probably Maybe been Megan. before I got her back It would have probably been in your sleep. Huh? I would have got that, but, oh, she definitely get me in my sleep. Yeah. yeah. I can see it. Megan, shout out to you. Yeah. <laughs> don't hold it against me. Maybe a nice little snap. I can see it. <laughs> She's not very good at play fighting. She gets a little aggressive. But even before grappling, didn't she do rugby? And she's done a lot of contact sports from what I've heard. uh, Karate, like, her whole life. Um, Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, she doesn't play fight very well. Like, we'll start kind of, like, pushing her around. I kind of want to grapple. No, she just kicks me in the face. It's a little uncalled for. Escalated kind of quickly, but... Hey, I think she likes you. I think she's flirting. I'm still trying to figure it out, but I I think so. Like, I mean, I kind of just smuggled her down from Canada and kept her, but... I feel like Ooh, after like nine, really? ten years, she's coming around though. A couple barrels I don't even of have syrup. To like chain her up at night anymore. Really? <laughs> Most nights. That's, a, that's good progress, bro. That's good progress. I'm proud. <laughs> um, uh, another person that's new to the podcast is Chelsea. So maybe we should get her, give her a little introduction too. So I don't want to speed things up too much because we got a lot of time. We've only been here for 15 15- well, we've already been here for 15 minutes, but we actually don't have that much time. <laughs> oh, we don't have that at, much time. He has to leave at 940. Oh, so, so I know cracker. no one cares out there. But okay, I was just taking my time. I was taking my time. This is how I do it. First. Yeah, I'll be fast. We won't. You were pretty boring. Just give. 
Excuse me. I was not boring. I was very exciting. And you can definitely come back to me after Chelsea and Jose. Who said that? I don't know. <laughs> this lady's crazy. I'll play the fifth. <laughs> Chelsea, what's up? What's up? Welcome to the pod. You're a coach here. I only coach one class right now. Mm-hmm. The kids strength and conditioning on Saturdays. Ah, very nice. Those kids love that class. They like love they, it. They don't want to miss oh, it. Oh, yeah, you they know, love parents, it. Yeah, parents message me. I saw that like video. Like every weekend to make sure that, is there class today? Is there class? Yeah, it's, a, oh, it's yeah. one of those classes oh, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't really think would grow because how many kids want to do strength and conditioning on a Saturday morning? Um, Not Chelsea's, me. Chelsea's done a good job growing that class. There's a lot it. of good uh, enthusiasm for it. I, I honestly didn't see a place for it, but I was kind of proved wrong on that. Hmm. Um, why do you think... I don't uh, even make it fun. I don't. No, they you don't out. make it fun. No. Seriously, why I'm do you think, why do you think like, those kids want to come back? I think if because... It's, it's, if it's not even fun... Well, things that I that I tell them during the class is like I always give them a reason why we do each like movement. Like, okay, we do this pulling movement because it's going to help our our grips and help our you know breaking our partner's posture and like. So I always explain like why we're doing something, so they're able to connect it to jujitsu. And then I'm always like, this is what's going to make you guys stronger, just making your rounds better. And so I think it, they they feel accomplished and like they're getting stronger. And, like, the kids have even told me, like, you're making us stronger. It hurts, but it, it's making us stronger. <laughs> Sounds like Asbel We're getting better. It was Asbel. Yeah. It was, yeah. Just making them little little, little disciplined robots. Just, this yeah. is good for us. Pain yeah. is good. Pain yeah. is good. Yeah. And then, like, Leo, he's been, like, <laughs> good. his mom told me that he goes home and he was doing the, the workouts I taught him with Asbel and his uh, sister to show. That's awesome. So wow. Uh, I think it makes a difference. I think what they like, too, I think they like feeling like they're getting in better shape. Mm-hmm. They just they're getting stronger, they're getting leaner. Mm-hmm. And they're like six to fifteen. Right. So yeah. it's it's cool to see at a young age. So kudos to the, to you on that. I I didn't believe in it, but I was wrong. <laughs> it's so. a tough class to coach. <laughs> hey, it's a hard yeah. one to swallow. I think I being do have that, kids. that group environment helps too. Like I talk I don't to know, better. Uh, talk to that. I think being in that group environment doing it together kinda helps too. You know, you're you don't wanna, you know, uh dip out uh, to keep it clean, but you know, you don't want to be the first one to drop the first one to fail on reps or whatever, you know, um, maybe that's just my kid. He's weird and super competitive and enjoys doing conditioning and stuff like that. But, but yeah, I think being in that group, even as like when I was in college and stuff, like you don't want to go run by yourself. You don't want to do burpees by yourself. Like there's no one to hold you accountable when you have a whole team doing it, you know, maybe one guy joking around, pushing everyone when it, when everything's miserable, um, yeah, just having the whole group of them, I think, makes it more enjoyable for him. Yeah. Ronan always seems to love it. He yeah. There was a point in yeah. time where Ronan was competing against Liana? Or no, Keely. For oh, Walsit. Oh, oh, yeah. Challenge. And they he went until he cried. Oh, he was crying. He wouldn't. I was like, dude, you don't. There's no, like, prize he, They anything, went man. for. Can, they did Walsits for how long? It was Chelsea? over 11 minutes. 11 minutes? I thought I think, it was 20 I think, I think it was they almost minutes. got to 20. I think they did almost yeah. get to 20. Yeah. Wow. There was another time that they did it for, like, 11 minutes. Ronan dropped it, like, 18 or something like that. They asked to do Walsit And then Keely did it for 20 minutes, I thought. I thought she broke the 20 minute one. Holy He was just determined not to. He was crying. He was legitimately crying. Yeah, that's a long time. I was like, dude, it's fine. Crying. Everyone else, there's like as he's dropped. doing it. What a soldier! <laughs> he what a would kid. Not quit. That's the Dang, that's the mentality dude. right there. I love that mentality. That's cool. Yeah, that's nice. was on the wall, like with her eyes closed, like channeling everything she had. Oh, to, like, she was not gonna get. She was like, she was not gonna get beat by Ronan. And it, so I, I wasn't there, but I can, I know how competitive they are. Yeah. So just to hear about it, I was like, Whew. and I another watched. thing, I was just like, that's awesome to be having that. And again, 
kudos yeah. to, to growing that because who would have thought kids would love to yeah do, be doing I asked myself also, why they like that class because like I'm not like I mean I'm not mean to them but I'm like let's go guys let's go like I'm not doing anything fun in that class like they start the class off with their warm up and then they do sprints right away and then they then they do like 20 30 second sprints with like 20 second breaks in between you know and then we and then we go right into the lift and it's a it's a tough lift like I had some of the adults come in one time Taylor did the whole workout with us oh. and Taylor was like man the kids do this oh. <laughs> and Sorry, it Taylor. shows how much really? like they've improved like I greatly appreciate it as a parent like yeah um, for anyone listening I guess I uh, my oldest boy he's eight now and uh or seven seven wow Wow, Ronan good job, Dad. Uh, no, so Ronan just turned seven in July, and uh, he went. So he's been doing this kind of since he was like four. Is when we started him, I guess, in jits. Um, we didn't realize it until he started school. I just, I don't know. I just thought he was weird and unathletic. Like I was the same way. I wasn't fast when I was a kid, but apparently he had some like uh, just developmental delays, right? Like his coordination, his running, and stuff. Um, but between you know just just the jits classes. Um, Chelsea's strength and conditioning. Um, he trains in another gym doing wrestling and stuff. Fox Fit. We talked about Fox's boy earlier. Um, doing all that has greatly, imp- like maybe a year, year and a half ago, he couldn't stand and hop on one leg. I mean, I mean, one hop and he'd fall down. Yeah. Uh, that day you were doing drills and you had him go through on the right leg. And the next time through, Alex said, you know, other leg. And I just saw, it, it hurt me as a dad because oh, at that time I was yeah. still coaching the kids class. And I just saw the look of like just, his stomach drop out, like the anxiety in his face, like knowing he couldn't do it. And I was like, God, it just made me feel so bad. But yeah, these classes and this conditioning and stuff is, he's come leaps and bounds in the last just 12 months, even. Even his push ups from like a month ago yeah. to now, completely yeah, he's different. He's doing push-ups real push ups now. But he started to where like he was just moving his hips up and down. Yep. Like yeah. the typical hip thrust <laughs> that little kids do for a push up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but now he's doing like full yeah, he push ups. He was doing one hand ones the other day. Showing yeah. off. No, he wasn't, dude. Yeah. Don't lie. You don't have to lie. <laughs> he about said, that. no, he wasn't. Because <laughs> I heard my little sister. She's like, wow, you can do one hand. I look over and yeah, wet, like wide legs or whatever. But yeah, he, yeah. Was, he busted out like two or three of them. What about his, what about his grappling though? Dude. This last year, he's been yeah. just, he's, Gotten so much better. Both here, and I got to give credit to to FoxFit too. Oh, know. of course, yeah. Man, He's getting that wrestling in, he was uh, getting like when wrestling season was hot and heavy. He was getting, I think, about eight hours of mat time in a week. That's and that's I a, think we got him almost uh, sixty matches. As a seven year old kid, I wish that was yeah. me. And like I said, just awesome. How much development he's had in the last month? Like that just goes to show, you know, like we got our kids classes here and stuff. How how good that is for your kid, not just the discipline and the structure and, you know, and the, the feeling of, you know, you, it's a community. You got all your friends. Ronan's got all his buddies here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Maybe for they don't sure. have all those friends at school or maybe you don't see them all the time outside of school. You get your kids in here. It's a good time. Makes them stronger, makes them resilient. You know, they're, they're wanting to drop out doing Chelsea's strength and conditioning, but they push through it, you know, uh, yeah. grappling's tough. It's just it's yeah. a good thing for Anytime. kids and adults, you know, yeah. Everyone. Anytime I was a kid, I didn't want to do anything. I pretty much just quit. So <laughs> if they're here and it sucks and they still come, yeah. And all your friends Shows. are doing it. You, know, you don't want to quit. Yeah, no, you're not alone. Over there doing it right next to you, you know. Um, Alex, do you, you – so you do, a, you do a kid's class then? Is that what they were saying? You have yeah. a kid's class too? Yeah, I've been helping one of the kid's classes for a while, the four to seven age group. Not on Saturdays or on Saturdays? Um, that's on Tuesdays and Thursdays we've been doing that class. And so we've had a lot of the kiddos that they're talking about kind of come through that um, at some point in their lives. And 
so yeah there's a lot of development that goes on in there yeah no uh when did you start doing a kids class when did you kind of transit did you start doing kids classes or did you always do kids classes yeah i started a few years ago when i had my own school uh i knew that if i was going to have a business that kids classes would be super important for that so um that was kind of one of the first things I knew I needed to develop. And so I had to do a lot of learning about how to structure kids' classes, controlling a room. And um, so originally it was all about business. And then right away after a while, you start to realize, you know, because I, I used to hate it. I got to be honest, man. <laughs> uh, it, it was just a couple times a week. Kids but are those were 45 dude. minutes a day that I would think about the whole week. Mm. And, but. After a while, you spend time with these kids, and, like, some of the things you get, you notice that you get with these kids, you get, like, motor development, hand-eye coordination, listening skills. They get the ability for rough-and-tumble play that maybe they may not get if they don't have siblings or a father figure at home that plays with them in that way. Uh, they get to deal with maybe winning and losing for the first time in their life. Um, and a physically win and loss, you know, a real win-loss, not in a game where you can start over again and take it yeah. back. You have to really yeah. deal with the ramifications of that loss. Yeah. Like learning yeah. post gratification through those small losses, breakthroughs that what you want comes from keep showing up, even though, you know, the last game you played might've been really tough and mm -hmm. getting along in a community where, you know, we, it's a meritocracy, you know, you're, you're judged kind of on your hard work and your ability to, to put in, show up. And these kids know that. And it's really fun to see some of these kids that maybe show up at first and it's fun. Don't get me wrong. They, even the 47 oh, yeah, year dude. old, they, they oh, enjoy yeah, it. But then even after a week or two, you can already start to see them shape up. They line up, hands still, eyes with that thousand-mile stare. And how it's yeah. done is just through, you know, high-energy coaching, three- to five-word technique teaching. That means we're just using a few words to teach these kids, you know, uh, convey complex concepts. And then we set up games for them to play, and, and then we control the environment through those games and the engagement within that. And, man, these classes have just been really taken off lately, so – um, that's kind of how we do it. That's what we do. And yeah, man, Tuesdays and Thursdays is where the party's at. <laughs> Very nice. I like it. What was it like for the first time feeling one of those, like we're watching one of those kids, like get that win, you know, maybe one that was struggling. What was it kind of like? Do you remember maybe watching like maybe one of the first ones where you're like, Hey, he did, that's, he did something the, right. That's the stuff right there as a coach. Like those little, those are the little um, things we come for, you know, those little gold, those are little nuggets that we get on a daily basis. All you need is one a day and that my day is made. So thankfully I get a lot of little bumps, if you will, as a coach, <laughs> just working, teaching classes all day, seeing these kids execute things that they've been working on. So it's a really good feeling to, as a coach to see development in these kids and not even just in their technique, but maybe, maybe their toughness, you know, some kid gets hit and it's normal in a combat sport and, you know, you can see sometimes they handle that difficult in a difficult manner and they get to confront that multiple times and get to flex those muscles. And yeah, um, just one example of many, you know, things that they have to face in there. It's an interesting thing, you know, watching kids try to like be physical in a way like that. You know, mo your kind of natural reaction to, to tell a kid, you know, don't hit them, stop, get off of them. Well, they, we, we want we to encourage we that. We don't hit them, though. <laughs> and they don't hit each other, dude. Come on now. No one's hitting anybody at Carney Combat. No. <laughs> no one under the age of 16 is getting hit, man. <laughs> no one under the age of 16, right? Oh, you bunch of babies. Ah, so funny. 
going going back to that, uh, go back to what you're saying about the kids' successes. So, um, like coaching a kid and then going with them through tournaments and then failing and going through that just failure and failure and failure is super important because if you know anything about jujitsu or wrestling or any other sport, you know development needs to happen. And once development takes place, it's just a matter of time before they have success. So once success starts taking place, yeah, you're really excited for it. But by that, by that point, these kids have developed such a good character. And if they stuck around, it's more because their parents and the coaching staff have been so supportive because kids want to quit. 99% of kids do not want to deal with that, and they're going to want to quit. So... For kids, I remember taking Keely to Subspectrum, and I think she went like one in five or something like that. She got guillotine choked like five times in a row, oh. and she was just like crying after every match and just was just in disarray, you know. And and I know I'm thinking to myself, well, yeah, what did you think was gonna happen, Keely? You know, it's your first time out here, you got yeah. you're against some decent competition now. You're gonna you're gonna experience some failures. It's, it's all right. There's nothing to get it worried about. So having those conversations and seeing the kids take that into account because they're actually listening to you, listening to you because they're invested in you as a coach. So you're, you're going through this little journey together. So seeing their development through that, and I'm sure uh, Justin could talk about this with Ronan because he's competed like what, 60 wrestling matches in the last year or something like that. Yeah. So just experiencing that with him where he's just failed, failed, failed. It's just a matter of time. So going back to, I just wanted to kind of throw that out there. It's just there's so much to. No, yeah, don't throw it out there. Spend time on it. Yeah, that was good. I really enjoy that. And then encountering success, and then growing confidence, building that character is so important in that process because then you then you get that confidence to actually execute the technique. You know, so um, I don't know how I got there, but I wanted to throw that in there. No, it's fine. uh, chirp on that dude. too, Justin, because I'd lo- love to hear what you're We haven't even heard yeah. from Jose yet, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, real quick, and then let's He keeps talking all the time. Um, <laughs> nah, no, that's that's another uh, uh, trait or, or skill or, or whatever you want to call it, I guess, that uh, is cool to see the kids come along in. Um, I've seen it amongst the kids, you know, in the in the classes, both when I was coaching and then just afterwards, you know, and I'm still here sometimes early watching Ronan or, or whatever, and I see it. But in Ronan specifically um, – for example, this last weekend, we took him out to the Rocky Mountain Nationals Cosmic Clash out there in Denver. Um, bigger national tournament. Um, you got kids from all over. I think he wrestled a couple kids from, like, Washington. We had a uh, Oklahoma, Texas, Colorado. Um, I know we did have one from Omaha. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're from all over. It's it's a really big tournament, really cool Um the Cosmic Clash, it's like glow lights and stuff, and they're in glow-in-the-dark singlets. Yeah, but it looked all like neon and yeah, everything. Yeah, I was, was like, that badass. looks pretty sick. But the the thing that I love the most about watching him in that tournament is, so this last season we got about 60 matches, and it was a rough season. Um, the first half, because I coach him a lot at the tournaments, even though you know Fox and them coach him through practice, I'll coach him in a lot of his matches, and there was a feeling-out process of kind of like, emotions, you know, and, and how I can approach him after he loses a tough lot. Like, obviously, he wins. He's ecstatic. You know, he's awesome. He's kicking ass. You know, he thinks he's on top of the world. Now he loses, especially if it's a good ass kicking. Like, he really didn't, like, he just got throttled. Whether he just wrestled crappy or someone was that much better than him. It happens, right? Uh, I really had to figure out how to, how to talk to him, 
uh, when to approach him. And, and about halfway through the season, we really started clicking, you know. So how'd you just, do it? How'd you mess up and how'd you figure um, it out? Messing up, I would kind of get on him, you know, point out his faults. Um, not in a mean way. It was constructive criticism, but I've been there too. When you just lost or got your butt kicked or whatever, it's like, man, I, don't, I know I effed up, you know. Yeah. Get, out, get out of my face. Get out of my ear. So it would turn into like him giving me attitude. And then, of course, as the parent, I'm not the coach anymore. You know, as soon as that attitude gets thrown at me, I'm like, Oh, I'm your dad, you know, like, ah, and then it just goes like me giving no. him attitude both and just back and forth, back and forth. And it's just a, a negative thing, right? Yes. It just makes the rest of the day worse. Uh-huh. As we went on in the season, I kind of learned like, all right, dude, like, man, it's okay. Like, shake that one off. We need to shake it off. We got two matches left, right? We can still actually come back and get second or whatever, true second or third place, um, you know, and just kind of like he'd, he'd still be upset. And I was like, you need a hug. That's kind of our thing now. I'm like, you need a hug. Yeah. And usually, well, yeah, about every time. Yeah, you hey, know, we yeah. kind of hug it out. I'm yeah. like, all right. You know, I wait five, ten minutes. I'm like, all right, dude. Like, yeah. Here's what happened. You know, if this happens in the next match, like, here's something you can do, right? We've worked on this. Remember this, right? Yeah. So I kind of figured out how to talk to him. Yeah. What, and some kids some are time. different. There's kids that, like, their dad can chew their ass. You know <laughs> what I mean? And they take it well. That's, yeah. that's how they react. Yeah. Jonah's not like that. He's a little sensitive. You know, he's super competitive, oh, yeah. and I think that's part of it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He gets yeah. so mad when he loses that you, you just can't. But this last tournament, yeah. this last weekend, how well he shook off the losses he had was, man, it was night and day difference from just this last uh, fall or winter when we were in wrestling season. He was much better. I was able to approach him right away because we double bracketed him. So I guess if anyone's not familiar, I put him in two different age groups. I put him in the seven under and the eight and under kids. So he was pretty busy. We were bouncing back and forth. Like, we were having matches, like, five minutes apart sometimes. Um, we'd be, like, getting done, and I'm looking at the other mat he's on. I'm like, oh, shit, we're, we're one bout away. Like, as soon as we finish, we got to get over there. You know, I was telling the tables, like, hey, if we're not here on time, we're wrestling down there. So, and he'd lose, and we'd have one back then. I was like, all right, man. Like, I'd kind of try to streamline the whole process of, like, you know, being the loving and then, Okay, here's what we did wrong. Yeah. And, uh, but, yeah, he shook those losses off so much better. And I think it's – we haven't competed since wrestling season until now. So a lot of it, I think, is, you know, taking your lickings in here. Since wrestling, he's moved up to also the next age group. Um, he went from Alex's class up to the one uh, Jose and Richard have now with the older kids. And I think yeah. being in that environment, he went from being kind of top of the pack to getting knocked back down a peg or two. And he's built back up in there, too. I think he holds his own now. But nice. having those bigger, older, more experienced maybe kids, more mobile, Oh yeah, he's taken a lot more losses. And I think oh, that's yeah. helped him deal with that adversity yeah. Oh, yeah. and shake it off a lot better. Ronan, oh, yeah. Ronan's going to be one of those names that everybody knows around here in the future for sure. <laughs> I hope so. It's, yeah, he'll be, uh, he'll be the next kid. Yeah. He's a character for sure. I think the things that the kids – What's taking a lot of losses is what happens is they look around and see their community still loves them the same. Mm. Whether it's their parents, yeah. the coaches, the teammates, they're still cared for very much. And unlike, you know, some smaller league things where you're playing T-ball for a couple months, you know, that's over with. And, you, you yeah, I'm sure those losses are tough too, right? Yeah. You don't really get to learn from them. You don't, you don't have that community where you see those people every day. Mm-hmm. Again, that meritocracy hasn't been built up yet. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like, it's a real thing. Um, I think people really do thrive under meritocracy if it's really, oh, merit- yeah. if it's earned the right way. And these kids really do get it because it's, it's honest. It's real. You can't fake jujitsu. It's honest mm-hmm. with you every day. And these mm-hmm. kids get to confront that realism on a daily basis. And I think mm-hmm. that's really helpful, mm-hmm. healthy and helpful for them. 
So I, that's one thing I wanted to add into what Justin was saying as far as why these kids become resilient over time with, with competition. It's about the community around them. And uh, Jose is one of the he big helpers of that. So with that being said, Jose. He's got a couple Look of minutes. Look at that segue. Uh, Look at that segue. Minutes. Get it in. Dang, bro. Better be perfect, dude. Don't mess up, bro. Uh, uh, Wait, let me get a question in. Let me get a question in. It. Okay, hold up. So, yeah, talking about those kids' classes and stuff like that, how, you mean, you're my age, right? You're like 25, 26? No, dude, I'm 29. 29? Oh. No way, bro. Why do you look so young and healthy? Because of MMA and jiu-jitsu. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Are you All kidding right. me right now, dude? I was just trying to that? set you up for success. Okay, God, don't get mad at me. Don't get mad at me, dude. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But, uh, nah, do you like teaching the kids, though? I love it. Um, but why? I, kids are crazy, man. We talking, I've always liked kids, man. Being around my nieces It's and not nephews, hard for you. Yeah, being around my nieces and nephews all the time, and, and them being all the way in gearing, I miss them a lot. So being around these kids makes up for it, and, man, these kids are... Like, the seeing them compete and stuff, it reminds me a lot of my nieces and nephews. And, like, I'm a big family person. So, those kids, to me, are family. And just like these guys, these guys are family, too. So. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's very interesting to watch a good group of leaders try and motivate people to come in and do hard things every day. Yeah, yeah. It's very fun for me to watch. I just want you guys to know that. This is very it's, it's interesting. You know, I've never been in, involved in, like, anything like this. So, you know, watching it is cool. And uh, listening to you guys talk about each other and give each other microphones and share the spotlight all the time. It's like, you know, this is how a gym should run. This is exactly how it should be. You know, I wouldn't be here if it was any other way. Well, because this is we're a figuring successful it out. Place. Let's not get carried away. Yeah. We're still figuring it out. But yeah. I just say quiet down <laughs> and let me. But uh, going back, what what classes do you coach, Jose? And what because you help with a lot of them. So maybe give us a little more detail on that. You know, maybe. But uh, also, you coach a lot of kids that are like. Uh, really look up to you, right? They watch you fight in a cage and kind of explain, or yeah, I would like to real. hear what goes through your mind when you're acting with them. You, you get done with a cage fight, you come and coach the next day or whatever. Um, and what kind of responsibility do you feel to to be a good coach and kind of pass on knowledge? There's a lot, a lot of, you know. That was a lot of, that was a lot of, a lot of questions. It was, you got 45 seconds. I got all 45 seconds to yeah. finish. In one minute, please. Okay, I will do my best. <laughs> So just to go back to, you know, uh, the kids looking up to me, I think that's awesome. Um, you know, if you would have asked me like five years ago, if people looked up to me, I would have said, no, absolutely not. But now, you know, it's definitely made me a better person. Like when I step out of the cage, I went from, you know, almost murdering someone to, you know, giving like Keely and Leo and all them, you know, hugs and stuff. And, you know, it calms me down. It's, it's nice. And then we go into the, going to practice and stuff, and they're still talking about the fight, and they say they want to be like me, you know, when they grow up, and they want to do things like me when they grow up, and I'm like, you are going to be so much better than I am, man. Like, um, it it just, um, it feels really good. I mean, all around, it's, it's made me into the, the person I am now, you know, and may, I'm not perfect or anything by any means, but it's definitely helped out a lot. Um I keep saying, um, because no, you're fine. Certain people can handle. Face. Yeah, well, yeah, well, you know, just having fun. Okay. 
But uh, that's definitely not a easy thing to do, bro. Yeah, like have a lot of people, especially kids, look up yeah. to you. Well, it's not even just kids. Um, so I teach Tuesdays and Thursdays. I teach um, MMA fundamentals, the striking, and that's from six to seven. And to also Tuesdays and Thursdays, I teach the youth seven to nine year old, which is from five fifteen to six. That's right. What's something yeah. different that you bring to a coaching atmosphere? How do you feel that you're a better, maybe, coach than some other coaches? Um, Not any coaches in this building. Question. Not any coaches in this building. Everyone Let me be clear about the, the question. Over here. Uh, I think you have a lot of experience you bring to the table yeah. compared to some gyms, possibly. And youthful enthusiasm and, and uh, I don't know, genuine, like, Willingness to to take kids under your wing, so that's another thing. You guys are gonna make me cry over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you we're said, trying you know, to ask you, the real questions. Yeah, These are no. the real questions that somebody wants to know, and they're trusting you with their child. The thing they made, okay, the thing they love. So the thing is, I, compared to other gyms, I've noticed is we have a, a big passion, passion for the for the kids and for everything. And me myself, like I'm constantly doing film study, or I'm constantly watching fights, or you know, or if I think about a certain move or something like that, maybe it's going to work better for the kids if I teach them this way. Um, I'm always trying to think of different ways to be able to teach different, all, all the different kinds of kids and adults. Like, I've noticed even just today in today's class, I had to teach the same. It was a good a, way to look a, a at Kimura it. In 30 different ways, I swear I felt like today. It was, some people just didn't understand it, you know? And that's one thing about me is I want that person to feel comfortable in the positions that they are. Like, even if it's a bad position, good position or something like that, I try to like expand my knowledge on the things that we're learning, I guess I would say. Right. Um, Looking at it in a creative way. That's, I think that's a very good uh, way to look at it. For me, I'm more of like, if I can see it, I usually can do it. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. But some people, it's not like that. Like Mm -hmm. they have to learn Mm -hmm. hands on. They have to go step by step by step. Me, it's just, you know, you show me one time, usually I can do it, mm-hmm. but, you know, mm-hmm. and so that's what's kind of made me into a better coach is like now, and especially with Rich, always telling me I got to go step by step by step, you mm-hmm. know, or make it, mm-hmm. you know, three steps. Mm-hmm. And that's been helping out a lot. And so um, what what I, I feel like I bring to the table a lot, a lot of times is um, my energy, especially in, the, I feel like in the adult classes, I'm still learning for the kids. Right, because for my nieces and nephews, it was like low energy. They know that when I'm serious and you know when I'm there to have fun. But with these kids, I feel like if I have a high energy the whole time, and like I'm having a good time, but like being serious with it, I guess, um, they tend to listen a lot better. Um, God, man, you made me lose my train of thought because you're like directly <laughs> staring at my. Bro, I'm listening. Do you tell a good? Well, yesterday when I worked with you at the kids' class for the first time, like you didn't even have to say anything. You just looked at them, and they knew to be quiet and line up and be attention and stop talking. Like so you didn't even they- say anything. It was just the look in your eyes, and I could see it. How much that they knew what you meant, and they respected you. Well, they, I, I'm glad they did that, man. I was hoping they they didn't make me look bad or something. <laughs> I was like, oh no, we got a we got a guest coach right now. But yeah, they act different. Yeah, when yeah, you have a new yeah. coach helping you, so they like, can just like substitute teachers. I was worried that they were going to try to you know test like test you and see how far they can get. But they, I think they know how we coach and stuff like that too. So like they 
they were really on it yesterday. And like I said, it was rough during the game. But it's always a hit or miss game. And I was having a good time, so it didn't really bother me at all. But yeah, it's so, I mean, yeah. I don't nice. Know Josh. No, I'm just listening, bro. Like <laughs> <laughs> See, you feel better now? I'm a mess. Yeah. Oh, but uh, I just want to go through the classes. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I teach striking from 6 to 7. The youth class, 7 to 9, from 5.15 to 6. And then Mondays and Wednesdays, I teach or I assist teach with uh, Coach Richard or 10 to 15. And that's from 5 to 6 as well. And then I do the MMA Fundamentals Grappling, Mondays and Wednesdays, from 6 to 7. And then Fridays, we do 5 to 6 for the 10 to 15. Boom. Very nice. And now you're off or what? Well, Can you stay? Do you have to go? Can you stay and do the podcast? I gotta go. I Can gotta you stay and do the podcast, man? Thank you, Jose. Hey, thanks, Jose. Have a good night, dude. Get out of here, then. Hurry up. Adios. Hurry up. Sorry for crink- I'm sorry for crinkling. As uh, Jose's leaving, uh, he's and saying, done- it's, and saying it's my podcast. It's, it's not my podcast. He's done an amazing job stepping up and uh, helping me with a lot of classes. And so he's been around a lot of kids and just. <laughs> <laughs> Let him leave and not hear it, huh? So awkward. Bye. One thing that he does an amazing job of is uh, when I'm coaching a class, I'm like, I'm a control freak. So I'm watching everybody all the time. And if I don't like something, I'm like, you go sit out or you guys need to just move your group over here. You know, I'm commanding the class. Well, it's all leading. Time. Yeah, yeah, it's leading. But when Jose's there, he does a great job, because I'm not doing this, of sitting in there and rolling with the kids. So these kids are getting like good rounds in, because he's about some of the kids' sizes <laughs> in the 10 to 15 year old class. <laughs> They're getting some great quality rounds in. Think about this Jose's one of the best pro fighters in the state right now, and they're True. rolling at. 14, 15 years old, they're getting some quality rounds in. Soaking it with in. one of the top athletes in the, in the state right now. It's just an incredible opportunity. People don't think about it because it's just here. Yeah. But it's just, it really is a, a spectacular opportunity for some of these younger kids. And some of the kids that know, like when they watch him fight, they seek him out. They're always calling him out. Like Leo's yeah. always calling out Jose to roll with them. Yeah. It's awesome. It's just to have that competitive spirit and fire, it's awesome. Um, so I just wanted to say that as he left here. But... Um, that's I why say, you want him as a coach. That's why you want him oh, as a coach. He's, he's it's easy to yeah. see what what he's doing. That was an easy thing for you to be like real quick as he's leaving. Yeah, yeah. I like he's, it. Uh, he's I incredible. Like it. He does a lot. Um, doesn't have to be asked to do much. He just does a lot on without being asked. So. Good. We Good. didn't going back. A though, lot of you guys do a lot. Yeah, everybody here does a lot. So don't. <laughs> not, no, nobody's not throwing shit at anybody, uh-huh. right, Rachel? But well, I'm new, but I will be doing a lot. Hey, <laughs> start with the mops. Start with the mops. I already mops this floor. Hey. Oh, good for you. Yes. Look at you go. And I'm gonna be helping with the little kids class starting next month. On top of also teaching the intermediate gee class for the adults. So. Because so, you, you really? taught some kids' classes or something back home, yes. right? We, ha- we called, what, the minis, which was three to five-year-olds. And then we had <laughs> age six to about, like, 12 was the other age group. Because then once they hit middle school, they would go usually to the adult okay. classes. Yeah. But, yeah, I taught kids every day and coached kids at tournament. And just like you said, like, I, something I was going to say, but I wanted to make sure we got to Jose, <laughs> was at the tournaments, 
especially when they're double illumination, it is harder to get that bronze medal. And I have a lot more respect for those kids who get the bronze medal because they have to fight back after a loss. It's easy to be winning and be on a high and keep winning and get to the finals, right? But those kids who come out and lose first match but then come back and win four matches to get that bronze medal, I have a lot of respect for those kids that do that because that's a challenge. Because like you said, it's emotional. Sometimes yeah. they're crying and you got to talk them down and calm them down and find what are the right ways to coach them in between matches. And then in terms of what we're really going to fix, we're going to save that for Monday, right? When they come back to the gym and then we can really break it down like step-by-step step what we need to work on and fix and I know the previous coach that I worked with, he was always taking notes at the kids' tournaments in his phone of like, okay, here's what we need to work on as a whole at the gym based on what he'd seen. But like you said, in the moment, you're not going to be like berating the kid or say anything like that. You're just going to keep them pumped, keep them inspired. Maybe one little thing like, okay, let's make sure we shoot that double leg or let's make sure we do this. And one of the very last tournaments before I moved here, one of the kids had done some privates with me, and so we came up with a game plan. You know, we picked, okay, what's your favorite takedown? We drew that over. Okay, now when we do the takedown, what are we going to do? And he executed it perfectly. It, um, I, like, almost cried. I was so happy. It was so amazing. He did exactly what we planned, the game plan, you know, and that he was six. You know, he did a double <laughs> okay. leg. He passed the guard. He went to mount. He won by armbar. That was the plan. He did it. It's, it's just nice. amazing. And then even some of the kids, now that I came here, they still send me messages and pictures. And there was a tournament after I moved here, and a couple of my kids who used to do privates got gold medals for the first time. And they were so excited. And then I got a message from one of my kids last week, and he's like, oh, Coach Rachel, your gold medal is so fancy, you know? <laughs> it's just amazing to see. Like, I well, love you made it. You made an impact. Yeah, you made but an impact sometimes you can it. forget that because, like you said, the kids can be a lot of work and they can be rowdy and they can be oh, crazy, yeah. but you oh, are making oh. such a huge impact on them and they look up to the coaches so much. And I think it's great that now here the little girls can have, you know, me and Chelsea to look up to. I think that's important for them to see in a male-dominated sport that there are females and females who are successful and who stay in it a long time. Um but it's such a great sport for kids to start at a young age, and it's a sport you can do your whole life. So. Mm -hmm. There's a couple things. So staying with you, because mm -hmm. people don't know, you have a, the lineage you come from in jiu-jitsu. You, you were trained by a world champion, uh, elite-level, incredible coach. Mm -hmm. I've only heard great things about him. I don't know his last name. His name's Felipe. Felipe Fogelin. And, yeah, he just recently won Master Worlds last month, but he's also a Nogi world champion as well. And he used to fight MMA in his 20s. Mm -hmm. um, now he is 40, but he still competes still and still trains. And he is a black belt in jiu-jitsu and judo. And he got his black belt in jiu-jitsu from Kleber Luciano, and he got his black belt from Hoyler Gracie. So that's the lineage. But he did judo growing up as a kid in Brazil, and then when he came to the United States when he was about 18, 19 is when he started doing jiu-jitsu when he came to the United States. So he's been a black belt a long time. But, yeah, he's an amazing coach. But I think him going out there and competing inspires his students to keep doing it. That's one of the great things about jiu-jitsu is there are age categories as well as weight classes and belts. So – just because you're not a 20-something does not mean you cannot come and start jiu-jitsu. I started jiu-jitsu when I was 30 years old, and I'm 37 now. And it's something I plan on continuing for as long as I can. I mean, there are some, you see even at Master Worlds, there's like Master 5 now. You see some of these blue belt older ladies, like it is inspiring. It may not look the same as a 20-year-old blue belt, and it shouldn't. But they are still out there. You're doing something that's keeping you active and healthy. You have a community. You're making friends. You're learning self-defense. There's so many benefits that I think it's amazing that people can do it at all ages. 
I wanted to ask you guys about working class people doing jujitsu because for somebody that hasn't done anything like this before but wants to go to a gym but doesn't want to go to a gym gym they want to do something kind of more fun so they're motivated to go and people keep saying jujitsu jujitsu and then they watch the videos and they're kind of rough rolling around you know they're like ooh, i don't know about it what do you think about it for working class people straight up like people with hard jobs that work all day maybe not like blue collars straight up but like you know, maybe a hard job where they're just kind of stressed all day. They're doing stuff, you know. What do you say to those people that maybe are trying to muster up the energy? Because I had a long day today, but I didn't really do like a hard, anything hard. But I did like things all day and then came in, rolled around for a little bit. And I just felt like, like at first I was like excited. Like I really just couldn't stop like giggling. <laughs> like for real. Yeah. He was like, he was like, Okay, let's rein in the giggling, the laughing, and I was, I kind of, I, I just couldn't help it. Like literally, I, I felt like I just had to get it out. Like as sometimes I just feel like I'm so serious all the time, you know, trying to be in, in you know, have intentions and do things with you know like intent and stuff like that. And then I got into this like free area. I just felt like I was in high school again at, at wrestling yeah. practice. So I would, uh, I would like. To go on that, right? So if you're if you have a busy day, if you're w- working a tough labor intensive job, jujitsu is still going to be, or martial arts. It could be kickboxing, it could be jujitsu, whatever it is. It's still going to be a great outlet to relieve stress, right? Because people have this pent up, um, I don't know, anxiety or stress or anger, and you're not gonna you're not gonna relieve that during work. I mean. You know, usually work is what's putting that pressure on you, right? So getting that outlet to feel better is huge. Now, for people that are maybe aren't the blue-collar, labor-intensive people, you still need a creative outlet to stay sharp. You need something to, to level you out so you can focus the next day. You know, you need, some, you need an outlet. Well, I don't, 100%. What I don't think a lot of people understand is you're, you're this physical being, right? So you need to exercise this body so you can work, so your mind works more clearly, you know, more mm-hmm. calm. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if you're not exercising, you should be. If you are doing a labor-intensive job, you need an outlet anyway. So there's, I mean, jiu-jitsu is for everybody kind of answer, right? But it really is. You know, martial arts is for everybody. You need something to, to take the edge off, you know? It's fantastic. It might, it might be weight, weightlifting or whatever, but jiu-jitsu wrestling, I don't know. It's it's Whoa. the thing. Full-time jobs. Three yeah. of the coaches have full-time jobs. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. right. that life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I started uh, in MMA, uh, I don't know, 11 years ago now, 12, somewhere in there. Um, and I've been through everything uh, from when I started in Hastings, um, working as a service guy, working on pivots and stuff for TML Irrigation. Moved up to Lincoln. Uh, I worked as a server at B-Dubs, a small little mom-pop cafe. I worked as a, a laborer um, uh, doing underground construction, like a horizontal um, boring, like putting in gas lines and all that good stuff underground. Um, I was like a laborer, so I'm just digging holes all day, running a sledgehammer. Um, worked my way up eventually to running backhoes and stuff like that, which is just as stressful because you're trying not to, you know, rip fiber optics out of the ground and all that stuff. Um so I've done all that stuff. I worked at a, you know, a plant just west of here, um, BD. You know, if you've ever seen 
um, insulin needles or, or you watch cops and you see some heroin needles on the hood, you know, BD. Uh, but, uh, so nice. I worked there for a while, not labor intensive at all, but it's, you know, stressful. You're using your mind. Your brain, Did you come like to the that. gym after those? Yeah. Were so you that, always these last the 10, 12 years, I was always involved in either MMA, you know, I got more hooked on jujitsu and focused on jujitsu more in the last four or five years since I've been back here. Um, but yeah, and, and now, um, I'm working pretty close to the gym here, uh, teaching people how to drive truck, you know, get their CDL. Um, right. stuff like that so right. and it can be very stressful because it's people that have you know never been in a truck before and right trying to teach them to back and you know not crash into shit and yeah. you know jackknife the truck yeah. or yeah. you know run into the other truck on the lot and yeah it, it yeah. can be really stressful yeah yeah or yesterday i had one kind of stolen from me um uh yeah so it can be stressful but coming here afterwards you're also stressing your body and your mind right you're you're thinking of what you need to do, what did I learn? Um, but I'm not thinking about work. It's a different kind of stress. It's a stress I enjoy. Bingo. Right? I'm exercising yeah. my brain. I'm exercising yeah. my body. Yeah. It, you're stressing it. It is stress. Mm-hmm. You're putting your mind and body under stress, but it, I enjoy doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking about all that stuff I worried about all day. You know, me and, maybe me and Megan were arguing or something before I came in here. I'm not thinking about that when I'm here. Even right. if I'm not rolling, right. I'm just coaching. Yeah. I'm thinking about making sure my students enjoy the class. I'm thinking about making sure, you know, hopefully every day I'm in here coaching them, they're getting closer or falling more in love with jujitsu like I did. I told Richard when I first, you know, when he first offered me a class, that was what I wanted to do. I said, coming back here, you know, starting here at Carney Combat made me fall in love with jujitsu. If I can yeah. just get one person, right, just one person. To feel that. To do that same thing. And the rest of their life are going to be like, man, this is, I love jujitsu. This is what I want to do now. You know, like Rachel, I don't want to go move anywhere that doesn't have jujitsu. Yeah. I want one person that I've influenced to have that mentality, you know? And so being here, yeah, it just takes your mind off all that other crap all day long, whether it's mental stress, physical stress, any of that. And being here, uh, you know, it's tough rolling live and, and doing drills and stuff like that. It's tough. And when you do something sucky like that you know what i mean it's it's hard i enjoy it but it's hard makes everything else in your day easier you know what i mean all all the other struggles and you know hard stuff you do during the day doesn't seem as hard when every day or three times a week or however often you can get in here you're doing something that really pushes you kind of makes everything else seem a little easier i think it's such a grounding thing to do because in life as humans you're looking for structure you're looking for challenges you're looking for guidance and you're looking for fun too you're looking for like everything so like when you come in and do jujitsu your spirit's kind of been already looking for everything that a good jujitsu gym should be building or, you know, anywhere where they're doing martial arts because the discipline and the kind of mentalities and the spirituality that kind of like goes into all the personalities in a building trying to do the one thing, you know, trying to like, but it's, but the so many things all at once. I think it's just kind of what people need, you know? It's that community. Build that community, you know? It's a, it goes back to like tribalism, you know? You go back, back in the day, Thousands of years ago, I'm sure, you know, all you had was a tribe. So you, all you had was depend on people to be your fathers and mother figures or your brothers. And, you know, they, they, everybody plays that role. So when you get into a little jiu-jitsu community, it's very similar. You know, you, you get these people that come around you. They're going to be your brother or sister or 
father figure, whatever it is, you know. And I, it's just how people relate to each other. It's just a natural occurrence of how people relate to each other. So it's not like people are going out of the way to be your, your father figure. It's just how they relate to you because that's the role they're playing in their life. So Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. You, you said it really well right now. That was really cool. Yeah. I appreciate you. Yeah. And it's true. It's literally exactly what I'm feeling. I was listening to Jocko the other day because he's my favorite person in the world right now. I figured out who he he's is awesome. and found out he's who awesome. he is. Yeah. He's awesome. And he pretty much said it like that. But when he said it, that's exactly what I was feeling. Yeah. And then I've showed up to the gym. And then now everybody's like, you know, come roll. That's what I've wanted. You know, like just more, more like interaction, more human beings like telling me things. You know, I'm getting into a business where this don't talk to me, you know. So, you know, computers don't talk to me, you know. So it's like. I need people, and this is, you know, this is exactly what it is. When you're talking about jujitsu, like, jujitsu is definitely something that brings people together very quickly, like you guys were saying at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I think that that sense of community and stuff, too, you know, a tribe, you're, you're all kind of bonded by the same thing, you know, jujitsu or striking, everything we offer here, right? Mm-hmm. But, but the gym itself is a, is a community, a family. And I think what Alex said earlier, uh, that ties really well into that, you know, um, talking about dealing with kids after their losses right kind of making it clear and apparent to them that it's fine like we're not we're not disappointed in you we're not we still you know we love you um, we're here to support you not just the kids though you think about and and not just competing in a sport you think about all the adult like I you know I coach the beginners or fundamentals uh, jiu-jitsu class right no gi um Shameless plug, I guess, six to seven. Shameless or plug. sorry, seven to eight on Tuesdays and Thursdays, know. right, after uh, Jose's striking class. Um, but like he was saying, you know, after dealing with a tough loss um, as an adult or a kid in the sport, but not even that, maybe you're, maybe you're having a, a shitty day. Maybe you lost your job. You know, maybe you did something stupid and, you know, your wife or your husband's mad at you or, I don't know, your kid did something silly and you're just kind of having a bummed out day. Yeah. You come in here. We don't give a shit, you know, right? We, we don't <laughs> care. We, we still love you for your heart. We want to be here with you and support you and, you know, teach you and have a good time. Like, we're here to build you up. But I think along with the people in here is jujitsu helps you take whatever that situation is, work, job, home. And like jujitsu has always done is it's helped me think of, okay, I'm here. What's the next best step? What's the next best step I can take? in this moment to see through whatever the situation is, whether it's something to do with my day and my life, whatever, you know, outside of jujitsu jiu- teaches you that, but you can apply it to everything else. And that's, what's, what's really cool about it. And, and yeah. Yeah. You really can. You learn a lot of like big words, like discipline and like, uh, you know, what are some more big words? The only big word me? I know. <laughs> discipline's a good one for sure <laughs> resiliency yeah, you learn resiliency and not letting one. someone get past your guard and oh, yeah, and then and then you can you can you know you can turn that into like at your job well i can't figure out how to get this program to run right you're going to be resilient now because last night you couldn't let jerry get past your guard you know, Jerry's you good though, man. I don't know, dude. Well, it's like the the answer isn't well. You can't. You don't want to be the one that quits, right? So you don't want that to be. You don't want to react 
aggressively or violently, like the guy that throws his computer, you know, that guy. Gets yes, fired. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be the one that doesn't work well with your teammates. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. In this case, it would look like being malicious with your teammate. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe. maybe uh, so. So you wouldn't work well if somebody doesn't work well in the gym. They probably won't work well in a work environment. You know what I mean? So mm, that's it, a good point. It, it's really a good way to vet people. And, uh, it's, yeah, I can tell a lot about a person within the first five minutes about, you know, who they are and how they react to situations and yeah. responses. So. And Alex brought up a good point about team and teammates, right? Like jujitsu, even though you might go and compete by yourself, you can't train jujitsu by yourself as we all learned during the pandemic, right? When we, even when we try with dummies, jujitsu is a team sport, right? You go out and you might be competing by yourself, but in order to get ready, you have to have training partners and coaches. And there's a lot of people behind you that helped get you to that moment. So even when you stand on that podium, if you win a gold medal, it's not just for you. It's, it's a team thing, man. So uh, let me pick back off that. Cause I played team sports in high school and I never felt so alone and isolated, right? Because everybody's competing for that spot. And so you have this chip on your shoulder. You have to look over your back and you have, you're all competing for that spot. But in a, in an individual sport, no one's competing for your spot. Maybe in wrestling they are, right? But it, here, no one's no one's competing for your spot. You know, you're just on your kind of on your own. So the, there's no like ill will towards you. You know, if I was playing tennis or if I'm out there in a cage or um, wrestling, I know on a team you have to make the wrestling team. But in this in this thing, you don't have to do that. So there's no mm-hmm. like chip on your shoulder. So it really brings community together because there's no animosity for someone taking your spot, you know, and that's something that yeah. you, know, you got to learn in college, in high school sports or college sports. And some, it's not, you're not cut out for that. Not everybody's cut out for it because someone's just going to be better than you. Martial arts though, it's a lifelong journey. You can do that for the rest of your life. You're not competing against anybody but yourself. So that's, that's a beautiful thing about martial arts too. Um, let me segue real quick because you were talking about Ronan, but we never heard how good he did in this tournament. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he did uh, really well. Um, like I said, we, we put him in two brackets, the seven and under and the eight and under. Uh, eight and under rookie, which I think you had to have like three years or less experience, which at that age, I mean, I guess you, unless you started at like three years old, you, you shouldn't have much more than a couple, two, three years. Um, but, yeah, he did really well. He ended up, uh, both of them were 16-man brackets. Um National tournament. National tournament, yep. Yeah. Nationwide. Um, wow. Lot of, obviously, it gets a little tougher as you get older because um, more people are apt to, to travel with their kids. Like like Ronan, I know he's not a world beater, but he's super competitive. You know, I wanted to see him hold his own. I wanted to see him have some tough competition. I take him out there. There are, even at that age, though, there are some kids, man, that come out there and they're oh, yeah, just dude. beasts. Like, the way they move, I'm like, that is... He looks like a you know an elite high school or, or college yeah. level wrestler the way they're right. moving around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Ronan's more of a funk style. Like he's <laughs> man is his hips funk and style. he just does some weirds. Like sometimes <laughs> there's there's typically things in wrestling you don't want to do like reach back for the head you know roll where he cross trains in wrestling and jujitsu. Sometimes you get that like obviously you don't want to expose your back in wrestling jujitsu. That's okay. You can lock your hands in uh, jujitsu, not in wrestling. So sometimes, you know, we hit those things. We did get, we got dinged for one point in our last match, I believe, um, for locking the hands. And it, it ended up making it a super close, like, nail biter at the end because they were also getting mad that the the kid was standing up and Ronan couldn't quite return. He kept trying to trip him, trying to trip him. The kid was running away. Well, they called Ronan for the stalling because he couldn't return him. But, yeah, it ended up coming down to the wire. I thought they were going to ding him for another point and we're going to go to overtime. But, um 
so yeah, doing both the sports, uh, sometimes it, it makes his style really weird. Um, but I try not to coach that out of him because like I said, he's not the most athletic kid. Um, he was always behind kind of starting out and stuff, but that funk style, man, he, he does some, <laughs> some weird funky stuff out there and he gets in these scrambles and the way his hips moves, yeah, his hips are phenomenal for being, you know, seven years old, the way he moves and his awareness, his awareness of where his hips are and his opponents, um, balance and stuff like that. So it was awesome watching him. We ended up taking, um, fifth place in the seven and under and, or no, sorry, fourth place in the seven and under and fifth place in the eight and under. Um, and the fifth place, like Rachel was saying earlier, is almost more impressive because it's it's that last match and you're coming off a loss. I've been there. It happened to me. So I, I didn't bounce back. I wasn't resilient when it happened to me when I was 17 years old at state wrestling my senior year. I was like the, I think, number two kid in the state. Like all year, I lost in the semifinals. I'd only lost one match Oof. up until then. Pissed. You know, went and cried in the locker room. Didn't shake it off. I came out there and dropped my next two and got sixth place. Um, so making sure that, you know, I, tr- I try to use that life experience and, and, and help him, you know, uh, get over those losses and stuff as quickly as he can. Um, and like uh, Rachel off. Yeah. Rachel was saying earlier, it, it's tough. You know, that kid that loses the first match and then comes all the way back and gets third. Like, it's so rough because – you know, not only do you have that emotional, like, you're kind of pissed because you lost, especially maybe yeah. you dropped it. Maybe you got knocked off as a number one seed or something, you know? Yeah. So not yeah. only are you, yeah. Yeah. there's that sting of that loss, but now the whole rest of the day, you're also like, man, I'm only one loss away from not placing this tournament. Yeah. You know? now, I'm on, now I'm on eggshells. Yeah. It's double elimination, but I, I dropped my first match. Now I got to wrestle all the way back through. Instead of winning two matches and I'm in the semis or, or three matches and I'm in the finals, now I got to win four more just to get back so I can even get third place, you know, to even get in for the third place match. So it was a long day for him. Uh, I think we had 10 matches on the day. That's Holy cow. Six and four or seven and three. Six and four, I think. What'd you feed him all day? Just <laughs> Snacks. Adderall and energy <laughs> drinks. Yeah. God, I don't even know what he ate all day. Not a lot, actually, which is even more impressive. He doesn't kids. need much. Kids though, yeah. go. Yeah, he, he kids just go and go, go. And like yeah. I said, they you know they were kind of back to back and everything, so we didn't have a lot of downtime. But it was impressive how well he did out there. I was really happy. So he placed what uh, fourth and fifth. Fourth and fourth in what age bracket? And seven and under, and then and fifth in the eight and under. Yeah, yep. That's a national tournament, man. So yep. with with his uh, motor skills. To the point where he's gotten right now with his hip awareness, once he really starts putting technique to it, dude, he's gonna be a oh, handful. And yeah, just his competitive nature, his toughness. I mean, I could go on, but also he's been he's just been a better leader in class. I've been talking to you about. He's just been a leader yeah. in class. There's so many things in ten years that kid's gonna be a phenom. I don't know if I told you uh, that week leading up to it, um, Monday morning, um, and I think he did it all week. Monday morning, he comes upstairs and he says. Dad, I did a I did a fifteen minute warm up downstairs. So I, I'd be ready. For, I'd be ready for the tournament this weekend. I was like, "What? When did you do that? This morning when I got up when I got up from bed. I did. I, did. I don't remember what he said. I've got one of those agility ladders on his. So 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 I have wrestling mats in Ronan's room. Um, fun fact, I guess for you guys out there. So he has wrestling mats in his room. Uh, I recently got him one of those little agility ladders, you know, so you can do footwork in. He's been doing that. He's been getting a lot better at that as well. He was, you can tell. You can tell. He was showing me today, actually, when I put him to bed. He, so when we go to bed, he also has a 
a little mini heavy bag in his room. He has to do, has to, I got to practice my skills, dad. I got to practice my skills. <laughs> so this kid works out when he wakes up and works out before he goes to bed. Yeah, yeah. And does jujitsu uh, and wrestling. He asked me yesterday if he had a six pack. I don't know where, like, what prompted that but i was like yeah yeah you do <laughs> he challenged you rachel the first day you were here i, I challenged you. And you, i don't you have look, a six pack <laughs> i saw the fear in your eye rachel i saw it he's not shy about like if you're in this gym ronan doesn't need to know you like you're in the gym all that's the good kids, enough for him it's really funny yeah, yeah he's I, I i did a 15 minute workup or a warm-up today dad and he goes on he's like i did this many burpees and i did shot walks and i did this on my ladder and then just naming off all this stuff. And I was like, all right, man, like you, for a kid to get up and do like have yeah, to drive dude, to do that. You know what I mean? Fun. Like that's so I was impressed. That's to me. I think that's the greatest gift a parent can give to their kid is giving them something that they're just passionate about. Yeah. So right there, boom, he might be passionate that rest of his life. He might be doing that the rest of his life, the way he's, he loves it, you know, hopefully might get burnt out or whatever, but he might be doing jujitsu, wrestling, kickboxing, MMA the rest of his life. So to, you probably have given him the best gift he'll ever get. Yeah. And know? I hope so. And that was, that was one of the things with taking him out to that tournament too. Honestly, I didn't care if we went out and did two brackets and went 0-4. Right. Like obviously I do because I want him to win. I want him to be happy and have that experience. He's also blessed to have you as a, a level-headed coach. You know, mm -hmm. some kids out there, they get their dad that really oh, yeah, there uh, rides some... them, you know. And I think that's where the kids get a little burnt out. For him... He's not burnt out because yeah. he's just in an environment where everybody's just so passionate. They yep. love it. They're just no one's making him do it. So he's just like, and I, I want to be the best. I want to be the best. Yeah, the opportunity like during wrestling season, like I said, we hit a ton of tournaments. Mm -hmm. There were some weekends that it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, or Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And, and he wants all and of it though. Yeah, and I'd be like, hey man, like, do you want to go to this third one on Monday or do you want to like chill? Like you've had you know nine matches in the last two days. Like you good? No, no, I want to go wrestle. I want to go wrestle. I'm like, yeah, what a stud. Like, man. I never want to put, well, I don't want to burn him out because yeah. that does happen to kids a lot. And I do not want to do that. Even if he's like, no. gets to fifth grade and he, he wants no. to take a year off, no. I'll let him do that. You yeah. The only time I told him no, we couldn't quit is when we started at Fox Fit. And, uh, got tough they're pretty yeah it's it's hard nosed uh nice. fox used to be a drill sergeant when he was in the army yeah. nice. um and shout out to parents what he's doing out there is yeah. awesome because he, he's uh i've heard some great stories yeah about how hard those classes are just awesome yeah man. if yeah. if you don't want to work there's the door it's kind of that mentality but you know it's not a public school setting so you can you can do that you know what i mean you only want tough kids in there, there and you it's go. not and he's not a dick either you know what i mean like right. he pushes them kids will cry ronan cried the first night we we're there he wanted to leave 45 minutes in I feel nice. like kids are supposed to cry if they're doing contact yes. sports. They're Good. supposed to figure it out. Yeah, you know? It was yeah. two hours long. Like the first hour and 45 was all conditioning that first day. Wow. There was numerous kids crying. And I told Megan, I was like, I don't feel bad. I said, he, he doesn't want to quit because he did. He wanted to leave. He doesn't want to quit because he doesn't like wrestling. He wants to quit right now because it's really hard. Yeah. I will not let you do that. There you go. If you're not enjoying wrestling or enjoying the sport, enjoying yourself, cool. We'll take time off. But I'm not going to let you quit because it's hard and you're tired and, you know, it's a lot of conditioning. And you just started this, right? You know, and I, I talked to him. I was like, it'll get easier, buddy. And I'm sure at the time he thought I was completely full of crap. You know what I mean? But I was like, dude, it'll get easier. Trust me. You keep doing this every it's day. It's going to get in shape. Stuff's <laughs> going to get easy. You're going to be in shape. Not easy, but you're not going to, you know, want to cry and quit so, halfway uh, through. To segue into a couple of other things, I know we're running out of time here, but... Um, I ain't running out of time. <laughs> well, some of these guys got to. Some of us have to go to bed. Yeah. 
jobs. Oh, yeah, eventually. We have full-time jobs. What do I do? I don't know what you do. <laughs> I, 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 this is day 900. He told me he has no like days four off. jobs. Yeah, this is day 900. No days off. I have to be up at six, but that's okay. All right, all right. Uh, real quick, I'm going to segue into a couple other things before we take off. And uh, first off is going back to Alex's classes. So, Rachel, and I'd like to hear some of what you have to say on this because coaching four to six, and I think I said this previously somewhere else. I don't know, maybe a conversation today, whatever, but the four to six-year-old class is absolutely the hardest class to coach. Mm. And uh, if you've never coached that class, if you've never done with kids – you need to be in that environment. And I, I think I said maybe in the last podcast. I think I you know. mentioned it today. But uh, I, I know for sure I've, I say this all the time because it is. If you've never coached before, <laughs> if you've never uh, been around kids for an extended period of time, and you go to wherever and you drop your kids off, you don't pay attention to what's going on, right? You, you would never know. I don't know. I really don't know. Shout out to Holly French. I don't know how you do it with kids, 30 kids in a classroom in that age group for eight hours a day. It's ridiculous. I don't know how they would be able to do that. But 45 minutes is a (laughs) 45 minutes with two coaches is a handful, man. And you got your spoonfuls for the day. Oh my gosh. What Alex was saying earlier, like, man, it it, it was like something that you can, you think about and you dread. It, it definitely can become that, you know, we've, I think we've built a rhythm and a, and we work off each other now pretty well where it's a lot easier because we have such good control over the class. There's good uh, engagement and just good activity going on the whole time. But if you don't know, if you've never done anything like that before, I would love to see and challenge one of our parents to come in and just coach that class. Not you, though, because you're a coach here. But one of the parents, maybe Brendan. Brendan, I'm going to challenge Brendan or maybe Maggie. To come and just take over the class, yeah. Let's see how you guys do it because uh, oh, it out there. It's it hard, man, and quickly to, get overwhelming. Oh yeah, it can go south really fast. Yeah, and one uh, kid it's such decides a skill, to go man. off the rails, and if you don't <laughs> reel it in, dude, it's crazy it's hard. And uh, I, w- I would love to see a parent, maybe maybe Candace, may, I don't know who, who, maybe Holly. Oh, Holly, I would love to see how Holly does. That would it. be interesting. That actually. would be interesting, be wouldn't really it? Yeah, I'll, I think I would she would like kick ass. That. I think she would kick yeah. ass. She would probably do it so well. Maybe Holly's the one. I don't know. But a, a parent from our our group, I want to have a parent come in and coach uh, the class. Which whoever it is, let me let us know. That's going to segue into this. We also have a parent day on Saturday, right? Parent day Saturday, three o'clock. What are we going to do on parent day? Are they rolling so, around? Are they just, are they moving so, furniture? No, do we have so, them doing taxes? What, yeah. What, what are they you doing? So it's more like projects. a parent appreciation day. You know, the parents do a lot to support us in traveling to tournaments. They did a lot for the fundraiser. So oh, yeah. it's kind of a way to help get them more involved with the gym and like actually experience what their kids experience every week in class. Um, maybe do some like jujitsu drills, get them excited about jujitsu too. And then also doing jiu-jitsu with their kids and games with their kids. You know, just a fun little hour or two. So it'll be at 3 o'clock this Saturday. Um, What we really want to do is build that relationship with the parent where they're getting to share in their kids' enthusiasm for jiu-jitsu. So a lot of these kids Mm -hmm. are so excited about jiu-jitsu, but their parents haven't done it yet. So we want to get them on the mats. We want them playing some games. We want them learning a little bit. And, you know, as a parent, I think every parent wants to share in their kids' enthusiasm of whatever they're doing. They want to be a part of that. So I think it's just going to be a good way of doing that. Um, 
yeah, so that's a that was a idea that I think Chelsea had to do, yeah. and I, man, I I think that's gonna be a, a good time. Hope play we have some a good turnout too. We're gonna play some crazy games. Um, I think I think I'm gonna play tug of war against the kids. Me against the kids. I think I'm gonna have one arm tied behind my back. I'm just gonna see okay. if I can take on the whole kids. Yeah. Feeling strong. <laughs> no, I'm, my, my teeth will probably rip out if I did it with my teeth. So I don't want to mess up my teeth. But I will do it with one arm tied behind my back, and I'll maybe blindfolded. I'll, I'll do it blindfolded too. Richard do clearly you didn't you lose can... any uh, confidence after uh, his last challenge to the kids when he lost his. Mario Kart belt. Oh, Yo, so he's got oh, Why are you bringing that oh, up, he's dude? Got so <laughs> this gets deep up? now. We lost it to someone we don't even know. Oh, hey, so this gets I real now. I didn't see you guys out there. I didn't see you guys out there hey, defending hey, the belt. I'm so you just busy keeping everyone every fed, Richard. <laughs> yeah, place, true. every race. Even against Millie. Last I time I played Mario whooped. Kart with the kids, it was me and Millie. 11th to 12th place. <laughs> Melissa, if you're listening to this, Chelsea wants a rematch. She's coming for you. <laughs> I didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> but Ronan, but for real, Ronan, you're listening to this. You've never beat me, dude, and I'm going to keep it that way as long as I can. Dude, he gets so fired up when you flip him. Crap. <laughs> he takes everything. Everything you say to him, dude, is serious. It doesn't matter if you mean it or not. It, you're never man, beating me, Ronan. Oh, he was crying. Uh, he was crying one day. He was all upset because Richard was like, don't touch that belt. It was like two days before the tournament. He wanted to hold the belt so bad, but he oh, wouldn't yeah, do it. I, remember I was that. like, dude, just go grab the belt. You wouldn't let him touch it? He was joking. I'm like, no, dude, he's kidding. No, he's not. He was like, he was like yelling at me. He was trying to fight you. He tried to fight oh, you. Oh, yeah. He was like punching me. Yeah. I'm like, Bro, he's messing with you. No. Like, old Sensei Richard over here, man. What <laughs> I didn't let him touch the belt, dude. To hell with no. what dad says. So back to the rope thing. Are you, you've got it out for these kids, dude. Do you, but do you really think, do you really think you can? Pull the kids with oh, one arm yeah, behind dude. your back. Yes, unless oh, okay. Blindfolded too. Maybe yeah, not. With, not maybe not with Leo and the show. And those, hey, dude, you were talking about a game like excuses. two minutes ago. No, you know what? You know what? You're right. You're right. No, I can whoop them all. I might have to use two hands against some of those kids, but you won't. You all, won't but. use one hand. Against all of them? You won't do it? Uh, I don't think you can. Just a tug of war, I'm one arm. <laughs> my arm just gets pulled out of his sock. Yeah, oh, dude. No. <laughs> yeah, dude. We got to uh, take him. So, uh, another another thing that's going on, we're going to be doing a jiu-jitsu tournament for the kids. And some we're going to add a couple adult adult divisions. So, October 28th, hopefully we get more kids signed up for this tournament. It's going to be another in-house tournament, October 28th. Um, just build momentum going into that with this and... Really, what we're looking for in that tournament is to build the confidence in our babies, or what Rachel calls the minis class. Uh, four to six is really our our main focus. So we're really trying to take any danger out of the equation. So it's just kind of like jujitsu wrestling. And if they get held down in positions, there's no submissions. If they're getting held down in positions for five seconds, five to ten seconds, we're standing them back up, starting it over. So they have an enjoyable experience. So they're not getting – like some kids at that age will just get whooped on. Right, and then uh, they don't want to do it again. They don't know enough jujitsu to to for that even to be developmental in any way, right? So we're just trying to make it a fun little tournament for them, where they get to build some development and confidence, and you know, passion for jujitsu mainly. That little dopamine hit, you know, everyone clapping and cheering. Oh man, it's know. such a it's a, a, a great experience. Our last tournament was a hit, man. Our team killed it. So fun. It was just amazing. It was ran so smoothly. The kids were so cute. The, the little kids, you know, the right. older kids were getting after it like yeah. beasts. But yeah. our little kids, they're just having a good time. Their parents are cheering them on. Just a bunch of cute little watching turds, that, man. Watching, 
the joy of kids time. winning, you know, or loot just being out there. Oh, just man. being so out there, man. Yeah. Their faces. Shout out to is Anna, 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 right? Anna. Anna. The Anna. 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 stuff she's always taking. Anna. Oh, she took Anna's some Anna's of Anna's 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 shots. And her kid, and Noah out there just probably the cutest matchup was Noah versus Kendall. Yep. And they were just like back and forth. I'm coaching, but I'm really just like laughing half the time. You know, I was just like, just enjoying the moment. If you have kids, it's, it's an experience. So speaking of the kids classes too, before I forget, uh, that is one thing I think, I mean, all of us, I might be the one who's not currently still a little bit involved, uh, with the kids classes, but all of us have been involved in the four to six, the younger and, and other kids classes. Um, that's, uh, something I think that is unique for a whole coaching staff, right? Kind of puts us at yeah, the top man. tier, right, compared to some other gyms. I can kind of Got to come up through the ranks. Right? Start yeah, everyone should gym, experience it. Coaching the four- to six-year-olds. Yeah, it's it's rough, and I think everyone should experience that. And another thing that I want to say with the kids' classes, and it doesn't just apply to the kids. I feel the same way about the adults, whether they're 50 or, or you know, a young high school or college wrestler transitioning over. Jose said earlier, you know, um, I want – uh, when they said, I want to be like you when I grow up, he said, you're going to be way better than me. It reminded me of a quote I saw a while back. Um, I don't know if I'm quoting it exactly correct, but it said something about um, a father is the only uh, man in your life or man you'll meet that wants you to be better than him, better than himself. And as much as that is true, I would say it's there are some exceptions. I think coaches, right? Oh, Us yeah. in here coaching. I totally I want, agree. I, there's no, even with my adults, I don't want to adults my age my size like i don't come in here and want to throttle you every day like i only sometimes though yeah every once in a while i want to take out some aggression but no it makes me happy when you start like when it gets harder and harder to roll with these individuals richard used to kick the crap out of me when i came back now it's actually competitive sometimes (laughs) (laughs) depending on how many burritos i feed him beforehand But, but no it's yeah that quote you know a father's the you know the one man in your life that'll want you to be better than himself and yeah, yeah that's it's a great quote and it applies to you know I think I coaching too yeah. like we, we want all of our students yeah. i would love to see you excel what i've um accomplished in my life in my career with martial arts and stuff like, like that there's not much i can do as one person that's been a coach you know but if there's anything i can do is just put effort into making me better than i ever was mm-hmm. that's been like my whole theme to coaching so i just got to make guys you know if i completely fail that's one thing, like, all right, whatever. But at least if I made you better than what I was, yep. I, did, I didn't I did fail to some extent, you know. If the business goes to shit and everything goes away, <laughs> if I fulfilled that, I'm good, you know. So that's kind of the, the premise of me starting the whole gym too. So I think it's getting a little late, Joshy boy. You want like to call this? Yeah. Or, or you got something? No. No. Okay. I just wanna hold. Nope. Yeah, I just want to hold it and just want to put it in my I'll mouth. Yeah. <laughs> what did you say? You wanted to put the mic, the micro in your mouth. What? That's what you. That's what you said. So I wanted to say something quick about the tournament. It's not just for kids. It's for adults. And as we were talking about earlier, the importance of tournaments. You either win or you learn. You don't lose. But it, like we said, it can be scary and intimidating. So this is the perfect setting for you to get that tournament experience in a less intimidating setting for both kids and adults. So they should come and sign up and try it and just get a feel for what it's like. Because even if it's in your own gym and your coaches are the refs and you know everybody, the moment you say tournament and medals on the line, you feel like the stress and you grip tighter and everything feels different. So it's a good way to get that practice 
of competing. And also, I just have to do a little plug because Colton and I are going to have a super fight at the tournament. So you should sign up and come because you're going to see a small brown belt against a big white belt. It's going to be really exciting. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'll have to turn. I'm going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, come in and come in and do the beginners no gi class, so you'll be ready for the next tournament if you haven't signed up already. Hey, that's and right. Also, no, I'm kidding, <laughs> dude. I'm what? It's it. It's you guys' show, the man. Second, second super fight is gonna be whatever we got Richard say. and myself. So second super fight is who? In? Yeah, we got a we got We're a forever just- white belt. I got rid of my blue belt. I just I don't you know got rid of it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I think I yourself? should be the last super fight because I outrank all of you. That's fair. Main oh, event. Me and Richard are the co-main. <laughs> Not all of us. Yeah, you, you didn't volunteer for a super fight. I don't hear you raising your hand. Master Richard Sensei Sir versus Justin Weaver. All right. I'm sold. <laughs> Hey, dude, did you bring watermelon today because you're trying to eat more fruit, man? No, this is... I don't know who brought this in. Really? You don't? I told you Liz brought it in. Oh, Liz brought it. Hey, Liz, thank you for the watermelon. watermelon. This whole time, dude, I thought you were munching on something. That has coaches on it, and I'm just now finding out about this. Really? I don't even want it anymore. (laughs) You weren't here, Alex. (laughs) This has been here all day, man. I don't know. I really thought you were There's munching on cinnamon bears over there. Cinnamon, cinnamon bears? bears yeah, the you know the little chewy, gummy cinnamon bears? Hey, those things are good. With Actually, it being Richard, too, I was like, oh, that's definitely cinnamon bears. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's, Shout let's out to Liz, too, man. Liz is always, yeah, I'm always uh, bringing in the healthy meal prep and stuff, but Liz is always hooking us up with goodies. Dude. Liz is awesome. Always. She's like, the best. talking about like the, the cinnamon rolls that she's made or any, dude, Ooh, she makes anything she makes. Everything. She's amazing. Good. The last tournament we had, she. she Totally went all out. She made muffins, cookies, cinnamon rolls, hey, that's coffee. A, like she so yeah. stocked us. That's another thing about this gym. We got yeah. some cooks in the gym. Chelsea, Justin, Maggie, Liz. Yeah, well, I mean that we that could be a whole different podcast. The, the, <laughs> so much good. Food. Come join our Something's man. burning. Connie, come back, man. Richard's so the most spoiled good. coach. I, I get some good food every day. Every so. single day. I mean, <laughs> even if you join and you suck at jujitsu for like two years, you'll get some good grub along the way, man. Yeah, yeah. Or if you I'm do suck, up. we'll make you cook. Exactly. How about Hopefully that? You can cook because <laughs> if, you, why you, if guys you suck at cooking, you can't cook, man. Yeah, you got no place here, <laughs> guys. We're going home now. Okay, we've been here for a while. This is a good time. Was a good this time. is a good place. Come to it. Learn about jujitsu. Talk to people. Okay. As usual, hug your mother. If you don't have a mother, go find one. They need they need hugs. All right? I, I'll bet I'll get a retweet from that from a bunch of mothers. Drink some water. Eat some fruit. Uh, just, you know, like live life. Like be happy and live life. But come to Carnegie Combat Sports and learn jiu-jitsu. And be happier. We're going to clip that. That's going to be a commercial. <laughs> <I think that. laughs>